Hello, babes, and welcome to Coffee and Tequila, the show for people who love stories and love storytelling. We do a morning show on Mondays and a late show on what Fridays. head movement? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to bring some energy into it. Welcome. It's Monday morning, everybody. Welcome. Hope you have your coffee if you're listening to us on the ride to work or whatever. Um, yeah, today's it's going to be a great what, great start to the week, guys. Great start to the week. It's going to be a good day, good Monday for you. You're going to get all the good things today. The week is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good nice, vibes. easy week, and you're going to make it to the weekend like that. It's going to be nothing. And um, first off, I'm Alistair. Oh, and I'm Zach. We, we always want to do that, but we never do it. And if uh, you are listening to this or you're watching this, because oh, we are so we're, organized. We're man. also doing this on the AZB bonus feature channel if you guys want a visual medium of this. Yes. Um, but we're also available on Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts and Podbean. So please leave us a five stars or however stars you want. I think fives is the best. Five star rating, um, a little comment, something, just a little easy something. That really does help us and it really does push our podcast. Uh, like, if you're watching share, us, subscribe. Yeah, if you're watching us, make sure you, you leave a like and you leave a comment. That also really helps us, puts us in the algorithm. And yeah, just share it if you enjoy the episode. This is just going to be like an easy little table talk episode. So we were supposed to be doing today, We I think we promised you guys, Amityville Horror, Fact or Fiction, Hoax or Real Life, you know. Um, well, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out, and so we are pushing that to... Friday, and we couldn't not talk about it. I yes. feel like at, I think at, we at were just point, like stirring in our heads, and we have to do it. We have to talk about it. It's it's really funny because like usually um, we do all the MCU stuff on my mm. kind of deceased channel. At oh my gosh, you completely abandoned Alistair reviews. It. Where was that channel? What's happening with that, baby? Did um, you get canceled? I've filmed. <laughs> Videos, they have not come out. Sounds so. like canceled. Sounds like you got canceled, okay? <laughs> but let Black me tell China you, I'm, I'm still in a hiatus phase for that. <laughs> Hi- hiatus, guys. Hiatus. He's looking for a new network. I've had, I have, what do they call it? I, I have, I've had a creative differences. Mm. We're in negotiations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and stop screwing the head of the network is what it is. Um, so <laughs> Shut up. Um, as always, this episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, and we will let you know a little bit more about Helix Sleep a little bit later on in the episode. But first, we're going to talk about, so like... If you're not into Marvel, if you're not into this sort of discussion, that's okay. If you still want to listen along, we are going to be talking about Wanda Maximoff primarily in this episode. We're just going to have like a long talk about her presence in the MCU, just the movies, not the yes. comics. Um, the movies in the show. Kind of a timeline of her life. Like we're going to tell her story. We're going to tell Wanda Maximoff's story. That's what we're going to have our little kitchen table talk about today. Um, Think of it as an episode of Snapped. Kind you get of. Because of... Uh, yeah, uh, would, I can would, see it. She's not killing her husband, but like killing everybody else, maybe. Um, yeah, true. I'm just kidding. Um, but but also, you also have the snap from Infinity There War. will be spoilers like throughout this entire episode. So this is your spoiler warning. Now you can click off of it, go see the movie, come back. Um, this, I always have said that I am more of the casual Marvel fan. I think Wanda's story was the only one that I really like followed. Um, I have seen every, all of them. I, I would say that you've seen almost everything except for yeah. some episodes of What If, um, because you've been a casual fan, but you've yeah. watched everything because it's out there. Most of it's good, mm. um, and it's always worth the watch because it's fun to watch, especially if 
Well, when stuff comes out on like the movie theaters, it's always fun to have energy in a movie theater oh, when yeah. you watch something. You get a lot of get, energy in Marvel yeah. movies. You, I think you this get is a lot of, of that. My, yeah. These are one of my these are my favorite movies to watch in the it's, theater because you, the audience is just electric. Seeing Spider Man, we did a whole episode on that and how like electric that audience was, and it was like one of the best viewing experiences I've ever experienced. So honestly, and then we watched Selena when they did a huge party. The thing is, like, yeah, I feel great. like I'm constantly trying to capture the energy I felt like when I was watching Twilight at a midnight premiere. Oh my god. <laughs> that was amazing. I made sure I was at every fucking midnight premiere of Twilight. Okay, I was like at every single premiere. They used to do like huge midnight premieres. That's not and a they thing were anymore. Exciting. And they were so were, excited. And everybody seat lying. was full, and like people everybody was excited. Yeah. Oh gosh, those so were the days. I, I, yeah, we are desperately like trying to recapture that, and we didn't really get that. We saw this movie twice, and we didn't really get that. Yes. For this movie, we, no. which was disappointing. Um, I wonder if it was just the theaters. I don't know. Seeing them at two different theaters, I feel like it was. But, we should have gotten it at one or the other, and we didn't get it at either. I, th- I think there's an issue with luxury seating mm-hmm. at a theater that makes people feel less. Also, the Alamo Draft House, they very specifically say, like, shut the fuck up. So, well, I don't think that they're against, like, like, you know, huge moments where you, like, cheer mm-hmm. or something like stuff like that happens. I don't think that'd be a big deal. Um, but like definitely like speaking and talking and stuff like that. But anyways, we, we were trying to get that energy with our yeah. movie going experience and, um, it was, it didn't, I, I didn't feel that as much. I felt it with the movie. I, I did like the movie. Yeah. Um, but I just wish the audience was, we'll kind of get into it. Yeah. But first, before we kind of start, I have a little question for you, like a starter question for you that I didn't really tell you about. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love when you you have questions for me just I like randomly in the you middle of recording guard, baby. I like just a little finger in the butt think, you know no, what I'm sorry this is not Scotty Bowers I apologize um, <laughs> my question for y'all uh, this is a question for y'all in the comments as well um, you can answer who are some of the characters in entertainment that have made you feel seen or have helped you to understand yourself oh my gosh you want me to read it um, no no I got this right off the bat okay I'm thinking have you seen Silence of the Lambs you really? Oh, oh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I that's could see. Me. I could see you and him. No, actually. Uh, so, I was about to say you uh, uh, as well. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I'm Clarice. <laughs> no, um, but it, in, in actuality, so I think we talked about this at some point because I know I made notes about this. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Um, this is literally what we bonded but over. Maybe it was first... our first one where we, we talked about the gays seeing ourselves like in yeah. our first episode of this of the season where we talked about. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. do that. We did a whole episode on that. So, um, I would say for the most part, so like Buffy as a series, I see myself in that because you know it's you know normal kids during the day or, or you know adults, and then at night, you know they're they're vampire hunters. There's people that are like normal, but they're also like different. And I think as a queer yeah. person, I, I definitely identify with that. And then like uh, I I'll identify with some ships. Like it's weird to say Bucky. No, that tracks. I would see you as more like I'm, you don't identify with Steve, Steve Rogers. No, it's just I don't. You like our Steve Rogers? Though. I, I don't like to be compared to other blonde men. Uh, he hates being, <laughs> he hates being compared, I, I, especially to blonde men. I, I, I don't like it. But I, I think more more recently, I've uh, I think I've felt seen in the Netflix Heartstopper. Oh, series. really? Yeah. Which one? The the, the 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 rugby guy the rugby guy yeah I could see that yeah so. he's kind of a golden retriever boyfriend so do you think you're a golden retriever boyfriend I do not a golden retriever husband oh yeah I'm husband yeah I do not I think I'm more of a border collie you can be whatever dog you want baby yeah I guess <laughs> but no like it, it, it's it's fun because like uh, you and I both watched that and I think we cried a little bit because it's like we're finally getting some like good representation yeah nice. well so I never really like. 
I, I didn't really connect like a queer my myself as a queer my identity as a queer person and the relation to different characters in different like movies and TV shows until I was in my adult years. I never like made those connections, but they were always there, you know. Like, um, I always saw myself in Buffy. I always like here's the thing I always related to right is depression and grief uh, more even more than like queerness, right? I always like looked for representation with depression, grief, and I'm I'm somebody who is horrible with death. My first ever experience with death was my granny died, and I like just could not handle it. I could not understand it. And I remember the episode of the body with Anya talking about doing her monologue about like Joyce just being gone, like that sent me and that was like one of my first experiences with like a character that I like really grabbed onto and I resonated with and I remember when my granny died I just thought about that scene over and over and over again and I like watched it over and I was just like make myself cry I just like sit there now you're crying but here comes well, I just think of her saying on cue she's like she's <laughs> never gonna have a juice again yes yeah. and that's like and that was it just hit so hard for me because that's what I was thinking is like my granny I was like I just talked to my, my granny just sent me a message on MySpace. I'll never message her on MySpace again. I'll never call her again. She'll never send me a birthday present. I'll never send her a card, you know, like things like that. And then um, Buffy's just full of stuff like that, you know, Buffy is just, and then when Buffy goes through depression herself, when I was going through like my first real bout of like depression that I did not understand it was Buffy season six for me, you know, and I like totally saw her and I didn't, I mean, I didn't, die and get resurrected but like the feeling was like that i was like i feel that yeah i feel that emptiness i feel that she's just like feeling like not sad but she's just feeling like you know she's there's nothing nothing. a hollow shell inside you know it's the thing is like people criticize that series a lot just mm -hmm. because of her depression but the thing is like it's it was excellent character writing right there right Mm -hmm. you know actually having her go through the she died. She went to heaven. Yeah. Spoiler alert for people. But, I mean, she came back, and that's, like, that's traumatic. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that, so, like, Buffy as, as a series is full of things like that. So I've always been able to relate to Buffy in just a bunch of different ways. Um, and, again, I didn't even start looking at my own queer identity until my adult years and seeing that in there. But that was always there. Um, Laurie Strode is a character I've always, like, found such a strength in. And I couldn't explain it as a child, but I always found such strength in it. Um, and there's a picture when when Halloween 2018 was coming out, and they were doing all the press, and they did an Entertainment Weekly spread. My favorite picture ever of Laurie Strode is a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis um, holding Laurie Strode's head and, like, kissing her on the forehead. And they did, like, you know, Photoshop of, like, the two characters, or, like, her and her character interacting. And she's basically, like, comforting her character. And, like, her character had been through trauma. And, like, it just, like, hit me, right? It's always trauma, like, trauma healing is that the, the things that I relate it's, to it's the most. It's interesting because that picture uh, it is definitely... So we will be talking about um, some Multiverse of Madness spoilers in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, it, but what I'm talking about, the scene specifically that I'm talking about is actually in the trailer, too, but where you have... Yeah, and that was like a mirror image. I thought exactly of that when when that scene came up in Multiverse of Madness and like Wanda like giving herself that sort of like catharsis and like saying it's okay, it's okay, you know? And like, I don't know, it's just that moment of like I never really ever felt like I had anybody who came up to me and just really was like, it's okay. You'll be okay. You know what? You're it's okay. You're comfortable. It's okay. Thank it's you, gonna be okay. Thank I'm you, sorry buddy. that I'm not you telling it to yourself. No, I just wanted to see myself, <laughs> my my own face doing it. No, but like growing up, you know, like going through like really traumatic situations and events, and like, how do you deal with that? I watched movies and TV. I was doing. Uh, I was covering 
Multiverse of Madness on Slayer Fest, actually. My buddy Ian's podcast. He has a Buffy and Marvel podcast. And um, we were talking about Multiverse of Madness on it. And there was another guest. Uh, and he didn't say anything. It wasn't in a shitty way, right? It was Tom Lank. Um, and at the end, we were kind of giving our rankings. And he said, I gave my, I, I was going to give my ranking. And I was like, I don't even know if I can rank it yet. I think I need to digest it a little bit more. And he's like, um, well, just, you know, uh, either like the movie or you don't you know um and then we kind of went into like a little discussion about like characters and he's like well they're not real they're not real characters and that really got me in, and like again he wasn't in a shitty way but that really got me in on a train of like thinking about these characters and i've been thinking about it all day today and i'm like i get it they're not real like buffy's i even yelled at it like in a jokey way but i yelled at him like you're gonna tell me tom lank buffy summers ain't fucking real and he's like she's not real it was just like chaos chaos but hold but, on, but what, it was real to me it, oh it was real to me <laughs> yeah. the thing is the thing is but like that's what we have characters for that's what we have this entertainment for is to pull and like these characters mean something to us right so like when we're talking about wanda Wanda means something to me. I know she's not real. I know this is not a real world. I know, like, you know, I have to live in the real world and stuff like that. But something that just gives me strength is seeing characters that I can relate to and that are going through situations where I'm like, you know, in my own way, I relate to that. I see her. I see her. I see that emotion. I get it. Um, and that's a character for me that really does it. And so I've been thinking about that all day. And I'm like, yeah, that's what characters are for, man. It's also, it's interesting because like w w we did cover all of uh, WandaVision on my outro visa channel. If, yeah. If y'all want to watch Shameless WandaVision and, 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 and watch our, our coverage, I think it's one of the, some of the best coverage we've done actually. But, People really um, liked it when we did that. And I really, really enjoyed it. I felt like I was part of something. But one yeah. thing that I really identified with Wanda w was with, uh, honestly, TV. She escaped through the TV, and I think that uh, as a as a, young, as a young Perfect. gay boy, I did the same thing. Exactly, you know. Perfect. Um, maybe not exactly with the same sitcoms and stuff. Maybe it was more like Buffy, Charmed, The OC. But Angel, that's what so many like, people do. Just like even outside of like even with queer people, with straight people, with like everybody, people just that's why movies and TV shows are a thing. You know, it's because we we relate to them, we see ourselves in them, we. We go on these journeys with them, and we get attached. And, you know, sometimes we just want to escape, you know, and that's fine. But then sometimes, like, we really take something from it. And those are characters that stick with you. So we're going to go through one of our favorite characters, Wanda Maximoff. We're going to go through her whole history in the MCU, just the movies, again, um, kind of give you a timeline. So if you don't know anything about her, you can just, like, listen to her story. We're going to talk about her story a little bit. And then we're going to yeah. kind of give our thoughts on her journey up until multiverse of madness and like kind of where she's some at of there. multiverse madness and then yeah. maybe what we think she where she'll go from here go from here where and do we go we, oh, we've already watched the movie twice and I, honestly yeah. i kind of regret not I watching it, it again we should have done it today we had <laughs> we time we had time again. we even thought about it right before this recording we're like we just like hit up the Alamo draft. House the thing is, I think it got better each each time. Oh, I the second it, so. time, uh, yeah. we only saw it two times, maybe. Okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, coming up, uh, Wanda Maximoff, her whole story. But first, a word from our sponsor. Now it's time to tell y'all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. In Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we hear all about dream walking. You know where I do to my dream walking? On my Helix mattress. <laughs> I was trying to think of these little things. I'm just so creative I, I, like that. I, 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 I'm just a mind of a, mind of a mastermind. Well, you know what helps with the dream walking? Yeah. 
the two free pillows you get with the with your helix mattress of a helix oh mattress. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, we talk about helix mattresses like literally every episode. I've been working with them for over two years now, it, and it has been a wonderful partnership. Our helix mattress is like one of our favorite things. We get such great sleep on it. Oh my gosh, I could take a nap all day. I have it's, sometimes. It's my favorite sometimes. place in the house, and I have to stop myself from always being in the bed. I, I was recording for Multiverse of Madness on Slayerfest today, and I came in the room, and he was just passed out on the bed. He's going into the field for a little while, so you yeah. know, get all the sleep you need to. Get all the sleep yeah. you can, baby. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, away for, for work for a little away bit. Away from your Helix mattress. Away from my Helix mattress. I'm going to be missing that bed thing, so much. the whole thing by myself. So, you know what? Um, when I get back, I'm going to get the whole thing by myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Our mattress is big enough for both of us, which is really nice. Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs. And so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together and we got the Midnight Mattress. One of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100 night sleep trial so you get more than 3 months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. Well, if you or somebody you know is looking for a new mattress, you think that Helix sounds like something that's right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila, and you can get up to $200 off of your mattress. And the, two free pillows. And two free pillows. You'll get out. <laughs> Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Y'all get the gist. Wanda Maximoff was born in Sokovia. Do you know the year? It was 1989, 1989, right? yep. Okay. Same so she'd Taylor be 27 Swift. right now. I think she'd be 27. 27 right now. No, she'd be in her 30s. Taylor Swift is mm, at 30. No, she wouldn't, Zachary. Taylor Swift is 30. I think you're forgetting the fact that she snapped. She did snap. Yes. Do we count the snap? Okay. We count the she snap. She was born yeah, in Sokovia. She's 27. <laughs> Wanda Maximoff was born in Sokovia. She has a brother named Pietro, right? Um, and... Sokovia is this a war-torn, war-torn Euro- country, Eastern European country. It just like it, it sta- it's a stand-in for like a bunch of countries that we know, right? Yes, okay. Like Moldova, but it's not Ukraine, a real country. Stuff like that. Um, but it's like war-torn. There's fighting in the streets. There's bombings like every other night. And Wanda is is with her twin brother Pietro, and they're just kind of living through this. Their parents are hardworking. Their dad goes out and tries to sell like DVD box sets every night you know every day and then he comes home at the end of the day and uh you know whatever he doesn't sell the family they Watches they watch it. like an episode of something and like each of the kids get to pick something and and wanda's always picking dick the dick van doc show and so yeah. it's it's a nice yeah. little like he had like a suitcase of like um the uh the little box sets which unfortunately we those were like we don't get nice box yeah, sets anymore i miss box sets of like nice shows i want a wandavision box set what are all the ones you had i had like i had who's the i remember who's the boss i was so excited to get that one um full house i had i just had like all of them well, I, I used had, to love sitcoms too i had the buffy ones i had angel ones i had oc Absolutely. i had supernatural those were the expensive ones though. those um, were like 40 50 bucks yeah, I mean, they got expensive, but it was nice. Our work, the, the care that was put into putting these stuff together was really nice. So it was nice to see that. Um, but they, they, this was their bonding time as a family. That's something I bonded with them over. I was yeah. like, that looks that looks amazing. Um, so there's one night where the dad comes home. It's Wanda's night to pick. She picks the Dick Van Dyke show again. She wants to watch the same episode. She always wants to watch. They're on the couch watching it, and a bomb just rips through their apartment. The bomb goes off outside. 
rips through their apartment and it kills the parents. And so Wanda and Pietro are laying in the rubble of their apartment and there is a bomb right in front of them that hasn't exploded just laying there. And so they stay still laying there in the rubble for a couple days because they don't want the, they don't want to trip the bomb, right? And so they're staring at this bomb for days. It's a Stark Industries on it. Think of it this way. This is, for them, this name, Stark, this mm-hmm. is the name of fear for days and days and days. And it's suspected, I'm pretty sure it's kind of confirmed that she was the one who stopped with her chaos powers, the bomb from actually going off, but it's... Go- like kept it from going off? Was yeah. that a confirmed thing? I think it was. Um, but the red light keeps on going on and off, on and off, and all this is stark. So this is already like trauma for them. You know, yeah. Their parents are gone. They're stuck. Um, they don't know what to do. Imagine laying in fear for like days, just in fear, like total fear that like you make one move and this bomb just goes off and you, I mean, that happens. That's like, that's this, this is, this is happening all over the world, you know? It's, ha- um, it's happening now. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's um, like, it's really relevant right this second. Um, and so this really radicalizes them. They make it out, but they're, they, this really radicalizes them. They're very against Stark Industries, Stark Industries and really government in general. The government in general, they're very they, they anti-government. Huge protests, yeah. and some of the protests are like sponsored by uh, Hydra or Shield that was Hydra, you know. Yeah. And um, they got on Hydra slash Shield's radar, and they get recruited into Hydra. Yeah, into like a special program. Yeah, and so they because they both have abilities, and so they go into this program, and they are being experimented on for their abilities, and they're basically being like tested as soldiers, right? For Hydra. Well, before that, because they don't know that they have abilities, so yeah. basically, they, Hydra is using the Mind Stone um, to try to transfer powers to actual people, and it was killing a bunch of people. The and Mind said, Stone hey, is you might one die. of the one of the Infinity Stones. Well, There's five Infinity, Infinity Stones. stones yeah. Yes, um, you have. Um, you, if, if you don't know Marvel, you have to have heard the, of the Infinity uh, of Stones. The Infinity yeah. Stones, but it's a Mind Stone. But once it gets to Pietro and Wanda, it doesn't kill them. It activates a their power, kind of a dormant yeah. power for both of them. Wanda goes in, and she they they put her in this room with the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone's just there floating, and and it's killed like a bunch of people before her, right? And so she goes in, and she goes up to it, and she touches it and it, it like it does activate her power. She, it becomes like basically like almost infused with her, like intertwines with her own power, right? And she's seeing visions of this magical being, and like it's really a vision of she, herself. She, she sees basically an outline of the Scarlet Witch, yeah, uh, which is kind of just like hinting at the future. Even though we 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 see this not, you know, earlier in the movies, mm-hmm. but this is actually told to us in, while we watch WandaVision, yeah. uh, but. Pietro super fast. Wanda is she's able to manipulate people's minds and um, chaos magic. Do mind, she kind does like mind control. Chaos magic. Chaos yeah. magic. She can just. Do, she's a witch. She just does magic. You know. She, she, she does do like little things. She's like apparently she came up like a um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen came up with the whole finger thing. Yeah, she's like floating. Just she can float things. She's it's like, like a bunch she does of really finger cool acting. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they're like working under Hydra, right? And so Hydra has this mind stone and and. They're gonna do some bad shit with it, right? It's a bad organization. They come from like Nazis, you know. Yeah, they're not. And the biggest thing, because they're not thinking the Nazis, they're thinking the enemy right now for us is Stark, Tony Stark, and any, anything yeah. else to do. They're not thinking so. Nazis. They are just. They are. They're they're easily manipulated, right? Because of their past, they're easily mani- manipulated, and like which side they're supposed to be fighting on. But they're like they like believe in something. They believe yeah. in and fighting for their home, and they're they're pissed their parents were killed you know and the last thing they saw was stark industries so that's all they're thinking um so they're working for hydra they're using their superpowers to be on hydra's side and the avengers come 
come in. They come in. Dis- they, they, they come in to destroy the Hydra base. Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, let's fight them. And l- let me tell you, I love that. At, at, at even this first iteration during Age of Ultron, because that's when we first get Wanda. Uh, when she shows up, she shows up kind of like a horror, you know? You know, she her powers have always been like very yeah. horror based and scary movie based. There's one scene where she like manipulated um, uh, Captain America's mind, and then mm-hmm. she like weirdly moved back, and then doors closed. You know, and it was like mm-hmm. it was like it, it, uh, they were definitely very much leaning into the horror um, of uh, of her. And uh, with Pietro is more of like the traditional superhero. Yeah, and um, and Tony Stark is part of the Avengers, so like they see this as an opportunity to like get Tony Stark, right? They mm-hmm. like really want to get Tony Stark. Um, Ultron is, is this big baddie, this big baddie working, who's is the big robot, artificial intelligence, you know? Big baddie with fatty. Your <laughs> standard like big bad of of the movie, right? This is the movie's called Age of Ultron, um, and so they really the big bad of the movie is Tony Stark. I'm just want to say that, but be, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ultron recruits uh, Pietro and Wanda, and but they he recruits Pietro and Wanda, and Wanda they're both like very much on his side because they've seen. Tony Stark, they they well, are they, very they, against they, him. They, they they know that they're going to move against Tony Stark, yeah. right? Um, and they make moves against Tony Stark, and they gain the Vision body, uh, Vision's eventual body for Ultron. Wanda goes into the mind yeah. while they're he's trying to switch Ultron's his, mind. Uh, yeah, switch the subconscious, and um, she sees that his actual plan is to, is destroy, to the world. destroy the world. Yeah, he wants because, to pick up Sokovia. And drop it onto the world and, like, just basically send the Earth into, like, shards into the, you know, into the the galaxy. And the uh, rationale for this is because he wants to protect humanity, but humanity's greatest enemy is itself. Which is true. I yeah. mean, like, but, like, Ultron, it's, like, maybe not it's like, yes, it's just, like It's like, you used, it's like a math equation. You use the right... Um, <laughs> but you still can't kill everybody. Yeah. Just let them kill you themselves. Use the right if thing, that's going to be the answer, ultimate yeah. outcome, then just let everybody right kill Right wrong answer. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously, Wanda and Pietro are against this. They're Because they, that's everything they're fighting against, right? They, they're for, like, the lower people. They are, like, fighting for the people who, who have gone through the similar the shit that they have gone through. Yeah, growing up as orphans and everything. And so they see this, and they're like, well, we're not fighting to destroy the world. We're fighting to protect the world, you know? And what's crazy so, about this is then he decides to use a whole of uh sokovia the i mean this the city raise it up in the air and then bring it down to kill everything and wanda you can see the pain on her face knowing that she contributed to this problem right yeah but like Um, i get it and i get the push pull that's in her mind at all times always 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 because like she is just looking for a purpose and looking to do the right thing but she it's just like this this learning game for her that she's always going through and so she they they end up joining the avengers they the the lesser evil at this point the lesser evil of it right but Um, still like a Propaganda. <laughs> well, 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 yes. So they join the lesser evil to try to uh, fight against Ultron. Yeah. She does badass stuff. She's like great. You know? Pietro, her brother, is killed by Ultron. Um, and this is something she, while she's like not even with him while this happens, but she senses it. And it's just so painful for her. There's the only person she had. Yeah. It's her brother. That was the last bit of her family. That was the only person she had. And she senses that he dies. And it just like sends her powers into overdrive. She like obliterates all of her of oppo- opponents around her. Like we really get this very first huge show of power from Wanda. Um, we'll see this as a common theme throughout like yeah. Wanda's characterization is that um, she has very few people who she can hold close. Um, but when she can, she'll hold them as, as hard as she can, you know? Yeah. Um, and we see this and this is where you get kind of scary Wanda. 
Um, and she goes and she takes down Ultron. They and defeat Ultron. His, Vision her, her saves Wanda. So Vision She's saves Wanda. Like, and like, cause Vision now is, is uh, they've given Vision his own like thing. He's not Ultron now. He's not Ultron's body. He's just Vision. You know, yeah. he's got the Mind Stone on on his forehead and and all that. And so he saves Wanda, and that kind of starts their little. Bond. bond vision and wanda are going to just bond so heavily and they're going to find this like such a kinship with each other um wanda becomes an avenger like well, a real avenger like yeah. moves to the she, well, well, it, it's crazy because at this time in her life she has f- few connections with people at all her brother the person she was closest with in life just passed away and um her entire you know, home is completely collapsed. Mm-hmm. So uh, her solution, I mean, her only, you know, way of going is to join the Avengers, join this team made by Tony Stark. Well, and this is a the team man, that is you know, also that like, yeah, this is, a team, this is a team that's also um, there in her corner and they're supporting her and giving her like moral support and they're comforting her and stuff like that. But this is the pattern with Wanda is that she finds these groups of people and these people who are going to like do that for her and really like be there for her you know hold her and then they drop her and they abandon her and she it's it's this constant cycle um and vision's the only person that really doesn't do that right she makes friends with captain america she makes friends with hawkeye and she gets really close with vision and her and vision are spending a lot of time together you know she's depressed she's sitting watching um uh malcolm in the middle just like different sitcoms like sitting in the avengers tower just like you know kind of like my life, man. I'm just like so sad. And Vision's there with her the whole time. And he tells her, he says this really great line. Iconic says, line. Yeah. And we didn't even get it to WandaVision. So like, didn't really have it. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he basically tells her about her own grief. What is grief if not love persevering? And it's just such oh a good gosh, line. Right? It's such a good line. And it's such great. It's it's such a great moment for them because it really does solidify their relationship and like shows this closeness with them and that he is you know he's he's a robot he's a robot he doesn't like have like feelings like that but like he feels for her and she really yeah. feels for him and this is a real relationship for them you know um, and it, it's interesting because this was a huge I wouldn't say huge course correction but this was a bit of a course correction because like obviously you have so many people in the MCU it's hard to like especially yeah. when deaths happen to really follow that death and, and see what's happening. Cause before this, we didn't see her really grieve for her brother. Well, so Wanda and vision are just falling in love and Wanda's working with the Avengers. She's kind of got like a purpose now, right? And she's doing things. So they go on, a, the Avengers go on a mission at one point and she is, she kind of like takes it upon herself. They're to at like, Lagos. Yeah. She takes it upon herself to kind of stop an explosion from killing everybody in this like market square or something like that. Right. Um, there's a bunch of people around. She like contains with her magic, this, this explosion and she sends it up into the air and acts, it accidentally sends it like right to a building and it like blows up the entire floor of the building. And so she, you know, while she's trying to protect these people, she, she kills these people on accident. That sends everything into a spiral. They, yeah. they uh, the governments are all like, Listen, superheroes need to, they cannot go unchecked anymore. Yeah. Superheroes need to be checked. We have to have checks and balances, all of that. So the, uh, this triggers a huge... Um, this kind tri- of an anti-superhero the, wave. The, the, this triggers a, a, a huge issue with the MCU as a whole yeah. um, that they hadn't really addressed before, but Age of Ultron uh, became like a huge thing for them to be able to address. Uh, what do you do uh, with these super beings where if they make, make mistakes... 
or if they fight a battle, it has huge consequences. Because people die. Economically, financially, you know, for people. And people were dying. And so the Sokovia Accords became a thing where if you were a superpowered individual or an individual that could, you know, like Black Widow or Hawkeye who had abilities on on, yeah. on par with, with superheroes, um, they had to sign the Sokovia Accords. Which I, I, I disagree. I don't think it's a checks and balances. I think it's more of a checks. Okay. Uh, because politicians would have to get together to activate these super beings, you know, for yeah. na- national or really international security, right? Yes. Um, and so now we have a huge... Now we're in the Civil War era. era. We have a huge divide because... Um, some of the some of the Avengers are like, I'm not signing that. You know, we cannot, we cannot be under a government's thumb. Some of them yeah. are like, honestly, we've caused enough damage. We need to. We, it's we, funny because it's Tony who to. caused all the damage and he's like, oh yeah, let's do this. We have to sign under hey the government. Guys. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I get it. Like as somebody who'd like, if I was a, just a normal person, a human, I definitely want them signing that shit because I'm like, you can't just do all of this. You can't just like create all this destruction and like it goes unchecked and like how am i supposed to trust i like don't even trust you flying around the sky right now you know like i don't trust this um but as them i understand that they're like well we cannot wait until the government activates us if there's an immediate threat we need to like jump into action and we have to take it upon ourselves to do that you know we cannot wait for a government to like push a button and say send the bat signal up right exactly and, and so Wanda falls on the, yeah, what were you uh, saying? She falls on the Captain America side. Yeah, the Captain, Captain America, America side is this. seems like he's going to protect her, right? They're the side that, that that's not going to sign anything. They're, they're, they're on the gay it. right side. Yeah. The Wanda's bu- like... The, the, the Bucky and... She's also like, this is this was a really traumatic event for her side. as well because she caused the death of like a lot of people, right? And so she's like really reeling from that and dealing with that and Vision's like helping her. But she, at the same time, she's like... Well, Vision's also against her. So the person she also trusts again the most is, yeah. is against her. But he's in not this against conflict. her in like a, in a negative way. He's just like telling her like this is actually something we need to be doing. We need to sign these Sokovian Accords, and and she's like, I'm not doing that. And so she, Hawkeye helps her break out. They like they like take off, and they and there's this huge civil war battle between a gorgeous everybody. battle. It's a gorgeous battle. And it's a fantastic battle. Civil war battle is like actually fantastic, but it's really fr- frivolous. Like, why is the battle? Even I don't happening? think it's frivolous at all. Why was the battle I think it's happening? Amazing. Why was it happening? Uh, because they now. needed because Tony Stark just wanted to stop them, and they were so trying they just to stop it, the Winter Soldier program. Yeah, so like they, they're fighting for the Sokovian Accords to like end the destruction, but so they destroy an airport. Um, uh, <laughs> they just keep doing it. They actually they did kind of just Tony Stark is so, like, let me recruit this fifteen-year-old to like come and fight these, this witch that he's never met before, right? Um, Spider Man, Tony Stark. But what's really cool after this is um, this is the huge pause between um, Civil War and Infinity War, right? Yeah. And in this time, uh, Wanda and Vision actually get some time together. So, well, you're, you're skipping a whole part. Like, she gets arrested. They all get arrested. All the people oh, like, yeah, who didn't right. sign the Sokovian Accords get arrested. And she gets arrested. She basically put in a straight jacket. She can't use her magic or anything. And then she, she's broken out of prison, right? Um, By Captain, Captain America. America comes and breaks all of his friends out of prison. And they Wanda goes. She pretty much, like, leaves the Avengers. Her and Vision leave the Avengers. They go. They make up. They go into hiding. Um, they go to Scotland. They for go two to years. Sc- Scotland and just live together as a couple for How two years. How come we haven't done that? I want us to do the same exact thing. And they're just in hiding and they're living a fantastic life. You know, they're they're dressed up in their pea coats and their hats and they're just like having dates and it's just nice. It's a nice little existence for her and it's a nice like time of peace and calm because she hasn't had that yet. And there's been no moment of just peace and calm and her just getting to live. And now she's just living with her boyfriend, having a nice day, going for cappuccinos and stuff. Um, 
and then Vision's Mind Stone, the stone that's like keeping him going. His uh, Star, it's basically his Harry Potter like a, a, a lightning bolt scar. He, right? he, he senses Voldemort. He basically, and so he he senses that something is coming, and they both know it. So they have to rejoin the Avengers. Thanos comes. We all know how this is gonna go. Thanos comes, and he is his goal is to to uh, kill balance half, balance the world percent of uh, of the universe. Yeah, balance yeah. the entire universe, and yeah. and, um, and we get a cool so like throughout the iteration from her age in age of Ultron yeah. um, to her now in multiverse madness, we see a beautiful growth in powers mm-hmm. um, with Wanda and how powerful she is. And I, more control. Thanos is after the, the mind stone. Thanos wants the mind stone. And the only way to get it is to kill vision. He has to like literally rip it from vision's head. Right. And so they're all like, we have to get the mind stone off of vision. How do we do that? So they go to Wakanda and they're like, we we're going to, we, let's try to get this mind stone off of him without killing him. Right. But Thanos shows up. There's a huge battle. Wanda can't just sit around. So she has to go into battle. You know, yeah. vision eventually goes out there and she realizes that if Thanos gets this mind stone, he will kill half of everybody. He'll they not even kill. Him. They will all be erased. Half of everybody in the universe will be erased. And so she and Vision together make the difficult decision that she has to kill Vision and take this Mind Stone and destroy it, right? She has to destroy the Mind Stone. And so she, oh, the most powerful Avenger. Let's talk about it. She, with one hand, is is destroying this Mind Stone, using all her might to destroy the Mind Stone. With the other hand, she's holding off Thanos, and he's getting closer, and she... The thing is, Thanos has every stone except for the Mind this Stone is, This, this is the stone that he needs, right? He has all of them. So he's already more powerful than he would be even before, yeah. you know, without this gauntlet. And the irony is that it doesn't even matter. So she destroys the Mind Stone. She kills the man she loves for the greater good to save everybody else. And he even says right before... Oh my gosh, like right before she kills him, he says, I love you, right? And it's just like it hits my heart, and so she has to kill him. She wins, and then Thanos is like, but I have the time stone. And so he rewinds everything a couple moments before, defeats her, and basically takes the mind stone from Vision. And And then he's able to snap. Snaps, we get the big blip. And everybody blips out, and you see... Almost relief on her face. Wanda is one of the out. ones who like turns to dust during this. It's like a very, very eerie, quiet moment. And she and she's like is over Vision's body holding him. And as she's turning to dust, it does look like, right? Like, she like she's it's like peace. She's like peace. Finally everything's over. And the thing is like this is a woman who constantly she makes yes, she's made mistakes. She's yeah. made a lot of mistakes, but she hasn't made mistakes maliciously, mm-hmm. right? And she's, she's sacrificed a lot. She's in her twenties. She's trying to figure shit yeah, out, man. Uh, but, like, but but she's sacrificed a lot. She sacrificed her, her freedom. She's sacrificed. You know, her brother died, mm-hmm. and here she sacrificed the love of her life. Yeah. So so she's a woman who keeps on making sacrifices for the greater good, and we're gonna see that kind of like develop over time. So she does come back in the next movie. They the Avengers figure out how to bring everybody back, yeah, they snap the everybody back into existence, and then she comes back, and. She is fucking badass and powerful, man. She is the only one. It's her and Captain Marvel that are like the real opponents to Thanos. And she nearly kills Thanos. And they have, he has to throw a whole ass spaceship at her. They have to, uh, gosh, I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, Blitz. They have to blitz the area for her to to, to stop. And the thing is, she goes up to him. He doesn't recognize her because he's uh, 
then it was really from a different kind of timeline. Yeah. Um, but but she's like, you took everything from this me. This is rage. And, and he's I'm like, like, I don't even know you. But she's like. And I love when she gets angry. She, Honestly, I love when she gets her, angry. It's her catharsis. She's like, she is getting her revenge and she deserves her damn revenge. So Wanda is really integral in this final battle against Thanos. They defeat Thanos finally. But where does that leave her? This is where, like, originally the Avengers were her friends, you know. They gave her comfort. They acted like they were her friends and all of that. But then... After this battle, she's by herself, and none of them are helping her. There's nobody who's coming to give her comfort, to give her a little bit of therapy. Like, she's lost the man she loves. She's lost everybody. Her brother, she her helped parents, save the world. helped save the world, killed people, and, like, is still reeling from that. Um, and so she goes to Sword. Sword. <laughs> sword? She goes to Sword, and... and, and just wants Vision's body. She wants to ver- bury Vision. You yeah. know, she wants to bury the man she loves, and that's all she wants. And that's just like it. And it's really devastating. She like shows up in this like, it's not a bad car, but it's like it's just a normal car, and it's like so dull. And everything her life is just so dull. You know, and she shows up and she wants just Vision's body. She just asks for it, and they take her back to show it to her. And it's been pulled apart because they're like, this is government property. He's made of vibranium. It. Like, we're going to turn him into something. Oh, my gosh. She goes the director's down. just an asshole. She goes down, and she, like, has this moment where she's with his body. And she says, and she, like, rubs her hand over his face, and she's like, I can't feel you. Because that was the thing between them is, like, she was always telling him, I can, uh, or he was like, you know, you can always feel me. Like, I'm, you'll always feel me. And, like, she just can't feel him anymore. And it's this loss, this grief, this, this just, like, immeasurable loss, you know? And she... Well, who's there to help her? Nobody. So she, she takes off to Fairview. There, there's a what is it? Westview. Westview. Westview sorry, that, you're talking Fairview. Desperate Housewives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's one of the new Desperate Housewives. And Vision has bought them a plot of land that he was going to build a house on for them, and it's like marked with a heart. And she goes to this plot of land, parks her car there, and it's like so depressing watching her like little car show up there and her getting out and just seeing this plot of land. She just collapses, and all of her grief leading up to this at this point just comes out. And it's all of this power that she can't control and just comes out. And it's very much like how when Pietro died and she collapsed, and then her but power in such came a out. bigger way but, because, yeah. like, now we're just like stacking on stacks on stacks on stacks of grief, right? And so she creates a hex, this is what they call it a hex, and it's like covering the entire town and it turns the entire town into a sitcom basically. A sitcom for her, and like every episode is like a new decade. You know, we start in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's, it's a world where she gets um, vision back. Yeah, you she, know? she creates this for herself. She creates yes. the reality that she wants because, like, in her grief, her she creates all of this. She creates a life with vision, and like, neither of the. He can't, he doesn't, because he's not real, right? This is not a, this is not the real he's vision. Real. He's, he was real to me. <laughs> no, no, but he's real. I mean, it's chaos magic. So whatever it's, she makes is real. But it has so to, that was like, vision. he's real only if he's like. He's only real in, in the, the hex. hex. Yes. So, um, but he like doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember like any of the battle against Thanos or anything like that. He's just there for her. And she creates these children for herself and for vision. Tom and, and they Billy. Have, Tommy and Billy. And they queer have, icons. They literally have this like perfect life and perfect family, right? But at the same time, she is enslaving everybody that was already in the town, and they're all just like side characters too. They're all very ungrateful, honestly. They're, 
They're all supporting characters and guest stars in her show, right? This is her show. and But secretly, she had another guest star called Agatha, who was a witch that was kind of like investigating the area. She sensed this chaos magic and was like, what is that? She shows up, and it's this, like, it's the, it's the villain to, to Wanda. And she basically tells Wanda, like, you're the Scarlet Witch. That's, like, a big deal. Like, the Scarlet Witch is, like, in... The dark hole. This yeah. is a legend. She walks walks her through like a whole therapy yeah. session. She basically tells her who she is, and she's like, "This you you. This is a you're a legend. You know, you're not supposed to be real, and your magic is chaos magic." She lets Wanda because Wanda hasn't really like known what she is. She knows she's a witch, but she like, what is this magic? Like, what is she supposed to do? What 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 is she supposed to do with this? And she and like gives her a little bit of like. By the way, I I know who you are because I got this book that tells me it's called The Darkhold. <laughs> it gives yes, her it was some, also an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but that's fine because it's still canonic. It gives her this, 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 these answers that she's always been searching for, you know? Um, and at the end of it all, like this is WandaVision, by the way, you have to watch WandaVision. It's such an excellent exploration of grief. Yes. And... It's such a beautiful show. Oh my show. gosh, so beautiful, so beautiful. But by the end, she like realizes she cannot enslave these people. She has to like take down Let the hex. And again, this sacrifice. is her making another sacrifice, her own happiness. She's having to sacrifice her own happiness again for everybody. And I know she like did it. She did it. But like she is still going to sacrifice her own happiness. She's going to sacrifice her children and her husband for everybody else to take this hex down. Because once she takes this hex down, like these people don't exist outside of this hex. Her children and her husband do not exist. And so she, as the hex is coming down, she walks home with them, with her kids and her husband in hand in hand. They, her and her husband, her and Vision tuck the kids into bed. And like this, like this This moment in the episode, like I hate goodbyes. I hate goodbyes like this and like finality. This like goes back into my, like my, my sense of loss. And just the knowing that they both have that like, the hex is coming once it reaches them. All of everything these, is going to go away. It ceases to exist, and it's just her, and, and she's alone again. But the, but but the thing is, like, the I mean, it was very emotional when she put yeah. her, their kids to bed, and they knew it was going to be the last time. Uh, but then it, it got even more emotional when, when she's like with Vision, she's with Vision and, and they're just embracing said, each other and talking. You know, uh, we found each other again. It stands to be said that. Something like this. That we'll find each other again. We'll, yeah. find, we'll see each other we'll, again. We'll meet we'll again. again. And <laughs> she has to let them go. And then she flies away, right? She like flies away because it's like loss. She, it is just such loss. She flies away all costumes. Gorgeous <sighs> She costume. looks gorgeous. Her hair's amazing. So, yeah. Props to the costumer. <laughs> um, and that kind of brings us to Multiverse of Madness. Okay, so she goes away and she starts this because she has this dark hold now, right? She like has discovered who she is. She The dark hold is like basically the book of the damned. It's like this witchy book. And she is going through it and like studying it and all of that. And... We kind of leave off there, and now we're picking. We've oh my god, we were waiting all year for this. Where is Wanda? Um, well, they, they they also pushed this a lot. So now let's that talk we're about talking it. about it, let's talk. About let me it. say. So we did. Oh gosh, we watched uh, the the Scarlet Witch and the Multiverse of Magic. That's how it's we're going to call it. That's yeah. how it's going to call it. And I just found out because somebody commented something. Multiverse of Magic, M O M spells. It's mom. Multiverse of Madness, baby. Oh, madness! Sorry, multiverse of madness. Alternative facts. Multiverse of madness spells mom, and it came out Mother's Day weekend. I don't know if let's just give a couple of the great lines that we get in this. I'm not a monster; I'm a mother. Um, We also get you are. We'll we'll get into okay. So, like the first time we see this is a Doctor Strange movie, and I think this is where my disappointment. I disappointed myself. 
I, I fully admit that um, because I did feel a little bit disappointment leaving the theater the first time I watched this. And my disappointment came from myself because I didn't like remind myself that this is a Doctor Strange movie. This is not a Wanda movie. This is not the Scarlet Witch movie. You know, I don't think that they expected WandaVision to be as big of a hit as it was. And like there were already steps in motion on where they were going with the MCU. Right. And so like this was already a planned thing. Sam Raimi has even said that he didn't. Watch, watch all, all of WandaVision. WandaVision and, I was supposed which to is tell wild, you that. and it feels like it, right? It does feel like it. Um, it, it, it does. So I, I like the movie a lot because it yeah. feels very different. And for me, it's kind of a welcome uh, difference in the MCU because it felt like a very light horror. Yeah. Because there's a lot of horror elements it's of a PG-13 it. PG 13 horror movie. And let me tell you, Wanda is my. I think at this point, my favorite villain, my favorite. She, oh yeah, and as a villain, horror person, we see her, and she's immediately a villain. So there's this the girl America Chavez who can. Pass through the multiverse, right? The multiverse is just... She punches just, holes in the multiverse. The multiverse is like Stars. every reality is a, a new reality. And there's, you know, if I wanted a reality where I have pink hair, there's one out there, you know? Uh, a reality where you have hot dogs as fingers. Yes, there's a reality out there. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis loves that one. Um, yes. <laughs> she never stops posting about it. <laughs> um, but there's a reality out there where Wanda has her kids and her kids are real. You know, she didn't have to create them with the hex that she just has these kids. And so she is desperate to get to that reality, and America Chavez is the only one that can do that. I don't know why this is. Some of the rules in this movie, like, just I am so confused by. Like, it seems like none of the rules really matter. None of them carry much weight. But America Chavez is the one that can, America like, Chavez, I, I don't know. She seemed more, I'm just going to interject. Yeah. She seemed more of, like, a tool than an actual character to me. And She was, like, unwritten. Um, uh, it, it, it just it didn't work for me. Yeah. And I don't think the, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't think the acting worked for me either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it was a script or it was the actor actor or if it was a combination of both, uh, but it I don't think it worked. It, it just didn't work. Um, but she so Wanda's whole goal is to get America Chavez and basically kill her and take her powers, um, so that she can go through the multiverse. She can get because she can right now dream walk when she goes to sleep or like when she is reading the dark. She, holes, she can yeah. like basically get into the mind of somebody else, but she's not living that. She's not living that reality. She's just basically seeing through somebody else's eyes. Um, and that's a way to also go through the multiverse. But she wants to, like, live in this. So, like, her goal is to get to one of these realities where she has her children. And she's going to basically replace the mom that's already there. Like, she's going to replace herself that's yeah. already there. Um, she actually, she was like, when Doctor Strange asked her that, she was like, for a second, she was like. Yeah. She well, is, I guess that's she's what I like, She's like, I don't know about that, but, like, I'm probably going to do that. I'm probably just <laughs> yeah. going to the other one. Okay, um, it's like, you don't have to bring up this fact until it happened. So somebody's after America Chavez, and they don't really know who it is, and so Doctor Strange shows up to see Wanda. This is the first time, by the way, any of them, any of these fucking Avengers are coming to see her as when they need something from her. When he, when they need help. She's yeah. been through this whole traumatic, you know, And they all know thing. about it. There's no way none of and, them and, know and, about and this And they're yet. like, oh, I, we thought you were fine. You like, were okay. You were fine, like, yeah. Okay. So and he shows up and she's like, I know you want to talk about Westview. And he's like, actually, no, like, don't be so self-absorbed. This like, is actually, about I want to talk about right my now. problems. This is a not your strange movie, um, <laughs> not a Wanda movie. And so basically she, uh, he, he tells her that like somebody's after America and she, she's the one that's after America. That's the big reveal yeah. is that like, she's, she's the one going after America. Um, what, what, and what, she's just like, she was trying to act like she wasn't, but then, you know, it, it, she's not very good at lying. So she, she is, um, she tells him her whole plan. She's very straightforward about it too. She's like, I'm going to take her power. And it's one person. Like she's not, she's not. And, and, and she's like, Hey, I'm being completely reasonable right now. Yeah. You don't want to see me be unreasonable. 
you don't want me to turn it up to 100 because you cannot take this heat, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Yeah, and basically, so the whole movie is like everybody treating Wanda like she's this hysterical woman who is, you know, just unreasonable. She is, she is, you know, what is grief? A woman, she's just being emotional. She's just being well, an emotional woman. What's interesting is that she even puts a, she, she has a really good line where she says, you know, I don't think it's fair that you're able to do basically whatever you want. But she when says, I do she something, says, you break the rules and you're the hero. I break them and I'm, I'm the, the enemy. Villain. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. And she's absolutely right. And the movie basically makes a point of saying, yep, she's right. Um, yes, because you made a really good point um, that in all of the multiverse iterations of Dr. Strange, we've seen him evil to a point, right? Dr. Strange is always evil. He's always like an asshole in every, yeah. every other reality. And she's always a really good person. This is the only reality where she's like, really doing some evil shit and she is the villain she is the villain and this was absolutely where she was headed you know Mm -hmm. after everything this is really where she was headed it just feels like we jumped straight into it we skipped like a whole because they they try to make the point of like the dark hold because she's been um opening the dark hold so much and like really like playing with it that she it's taking over her in a dark way and it's tapped into her darkness and turned her into a really evil person um but like, we didn't see that steady maddening. It's like another Daenerys Targaryen situation where it's, mm-hmm. like, A to Z, like, super quick. And, like, it's just because at the end of WandaVision, she realized the error of her ways, and she was, like, remorseful. She's like, I'm sorry I did this. I need to go away. I just have to go away and be by myself. She goes and, and finds a nice cottage. And then this one, we just pick up, and she's like, yeah, well, I'm going to kill everybody. I don't care. I'll just do whatever Which I need Which is, like, do. I'm completely for. I just need some... Um, I just need a bridge from where you were to where you're at now, right? Yeah. And um, I, she, oh my gosh, all of her scenes are like the the highlights of the movie. Like when she shows up to the Elizabeth Comertage. Comertage. Yeah. She, she shows up to that. She's like ready to like, because she's like telling them just hand her over and I won't kill anybody else, but they don't do it. So she kills everybody. And the, the, the moral of the story is if you stand in her way, she's going to take you down. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, uh, the thing that I let me just tell you, Elizabeth Olsen acted her heart, her heart out in this, yeah. And I, I felt every single like word that she said, and I was completely behind everything that she said. And I have seen comparisons in terms of like Doctor Strange is um, a hugely power powerful sorcerer, and yeah. Wanda is a hugely powerful witch, right? But whereas Doctor Strange um, can be evil, he's also like weirdly clinical about it because he's a surgeon. Um, like everything he, he approaches, he approaches unemotionally, just like you would approach like surgery or anything like he's a just a shit bag and he's a horrible and, person. Uh, Wanda, on the other hand, she's had all these emotional connections and all these traumatic events. So she approaches things with, with like a, a emotion and connection. Yeah. And so in a way they both are like opposites of each other like that. And I'm not saying that she's like not the villain, right? Like we're, we're rooting for the villain cause it's a movie and I can, I can just do that. I don't care. Talk to the wall. Um, but we're not saying she's not doing bad things. She's doing like really bad things, right? These are not things that she should be doing. But like at the same time, she's really being painted. This is where I have the biggest problem in this movie. She's just being painted as this hysterical woman who like has no reason to just other than just being hysterical and being emotional, has no reason to like be this evil. And she, 
You know, it's like everybody's like, you're crazy. They're like, your kids were What fake? is wrong with you? Why are you being so crazy? And she's like, my kids are freaking real. And nobody's acknowledging her trauma. Nobody's acknowledging like anything. Nobody's acknowledging that nobody showed up for her, that nobody, you know, in this other reality, we go to another reality and we have the Illuminati, which is like a, their, I guess their version of the Avengers. And she... Is in that reality. She lives in that reality with her kids. She's happy, you know? And in that reality, the fucking people she probably was fighting alongside probably came to her and, like, helped her go through grief. Because Vision's not there. So what I'm assuming is that Vision died in that reality, too. And that they probably helped her. And they helped her through it. And they said, hey, we're here for you. Where are all of her friends? Where are her friends? Where is Hawkeye? Where is Captain America? Where is anybody? They, after, especially after... This fight against Thanos, they should have all been rallying around her. They should have been rallying around each other and helping each other out, right? But nobody was there. Then Westview happens, and nobody fucking shows up for her then either. And it's like you're literally being abandoned in your own grief. You're being left alone in your own grief. What is that grief going to turn into, right? Like, and are we really going to blame her for it, like, manifesting in a really negative way and her just, like, seeking some sort of solace? All she wants is her damn kids, right? She even shows up to this big tower and realizes that she's supposed to, like, rule the world or something. And she's like, I'm supposed to be ruling all of this. And that's not even what I want. I'm supposed to rule the universe, the multiverse. And I, 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 don't, I don't even, even want, want it. that. I, I want, want my, my kids. kids. And, like, nobody's, like, understanding this. And we go through this entire movie and everybody's just painting her as this evil person. But, like, we're, like, constantly giving Doctor Strange this pass. And we're like, you're somebody who, you know... Even people people who stumble can get back up, right? He's just somebody who stumbled. No, no. Doctor Strange is just an asshole and a bad person in every other world. Every single world. He's just a bad person. Um, who's saying that to Wanda? Who's saying, like, she's stumbling right now? Actually, let's help her. Let's help her. Do you know who helps Wanda? Do you know the only person at all who helps fucking Wanda Maximoff is herself. Her, yeah. her alternate reality self. She sees her, and, like, this alternate reality self has been through hell and, like, been bashed around and everything, and she still sees Wanda suffering and on her knees and, like, devastated and just overcome by grief, and she is the only one who goes up to her and gives her any sort of comfort. Where's anybody else doing that? Kind of makes you think that, you know, she's... At the end of the day, the only person she can rely on is herself, right? Yeah, and I think that would have been a far more interesting movie. Like, replace Doctor Strange with another, like, an alternate reality Wanda. And that would have, like, Wanda v. Wanda would have been a fantastic movie, right? I don't give a shit about Doctor Strange. I think he was a shit person in this movie. I think he didn't add anything to it. He was so dull on screen. Um... And it was, it was, it, this is the, we should have got the Wanda story. This should have been the Wanda story. And I, I don't care. I'm talking to the wall again. Well, I, I, I will say that this, at least in this one, I, I know she was influenced by the dark world, but yeah. I, I, I know in the comics previously when she'd done bad things, there had been a puppeteer behind her. And, uh, I don't like the narrative of a puppeteer, especially with a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always like, Hey, this woman is too powerful. And because she's too powerful, she must be crazy. She must be crazy. Oh, yeah. everybody's just treating her like she's so crazy. It's, you know, yeah. the only thing, the only way that she can receive any sort of redemption is to like, I don't think she's dead, obviously, but the only way she can receive it is to like the self-destruct, hit the self-destruct button, like lift a building and drop it onto herself. That's yeah. really what they're like doing. They're nobody's yeah. saying actually like, let's find another way to help you. They're just like, drop the building on yourself. Do it. Well, Do it. And I don't think she's gone. I think it would yeah, be she's completely not. useless because right now she, 
I would say, and I'm sorry, Black Widow, but I'd say she's the most beloved female. Oh, especially MCU to character. me. She's the only yeah. character that really has like shown me grief in the way that I can relate to it, in the way that I like see it. You know, Florence Pugh. Yes, uh, uh, but like the way, <laughs> I'm saying the, the way, way that I yeah. see it, and yeah, that, no, that, I that like I most relate to. She's done that. She's gone through grief, and. I've absolutely been in places where like nobody shows up for you when you're in your your darkest moments, right? And that's just such a heartbreaking thing and like nobody shows up for her except for herself. And you know, I I hope that they don't just leave her dead and like bring back an alternate reality Wanda because this one's just too evil to bring back, right? I hope we get this yeah. Wanda because this is the Wanda that I've gone on a journey with. I haven't gone on a journey with the alternate reality Wanda. It's this one. And this is the one I want. This is the one I feel for. You know, I'm, I'm just going on rants. Hold on one second. Is uh, This movie has, like, no respect for its own rules. They're just, like, there's no consequences for any of the rules. Nobody follows any of the rules. All the rules can be bent and broken and and changed to to fit the Doctor Strange's fucking narrative, but like nobody goes up. There, there's one point where Doctor Strange, like, you know, has the dark hold, and the demons are basically telling him, like, dragging him to hell and telling him, "You can't dreamwalk in a dead person's body. This is against the rules." And he's like, oh, "Well, I'll let me harness the demons." It's like, then what's the point here? What's the point, and why are this rule is you know inconsequential? And if all of the rules in this movie are so inconsequential, then how come nobody can go to Wanda and say? How about instead of killing America Chavez, we give you kids. We, like, figure out this together and figure this out. And, like, let's help you. Let's give you something. Let's give you a little bit of happiness. Because we end this movie and Wanda has still not found happiness. Again, has found no happiness. And I'm pissed about it. I'm just pissed. I love the movie, by the way. I did love the movie, especially on the second watch. It's a good movie. It's very Sam Raimi, and I love all of that. All the horror stuff is really great. But, like, Wanda... I want more for her, which I'm hoping that we get. So, yeah. I mean, at, at this uh, at this point, we're talking about the future for Wanda, right? And so, while I'm hoping, I, I don't want another WandaVision. I think WandaVision is unique; it needs to be its own story. Yeah. If you're going to do another show, make it the Scarlet Witch, right? You know, an, an, a, another one where we get to explore her over time, or we would get a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, whatever we get next with her, I want it to end um, with her getting vision back because we know there's, there's a white vision floating out right, right, where right was there. he where was um, he there's a vision somewhere in this yeah, world where yeah, is he yeah there's My a goodness so there's a vision somewhere and um in the comics she breaks apart the multiverse and she kind of like her kids so she she kills all mutants right yeah and um her kids get reincarnated as other kids um and they don't know who they are but eventually they find out who they are, you know? Yeah. And um, we've seen a lot of teases for Young Avenger stuff. Um, but at this point, I think it'd be cool for the next, whatever story iteration it is for Wanda, um, that's specifically pointed at her, or at least as pointed at her as this one was. Because this was basically 50% Wanda. I know it was oh, a Doctor I Strange think they, movie. They probably but, made it even more Wanda yeah. after WandaVision came in. But I'm hoping at whatever end of the iteration is she gets Vision and she gets the two kids. And then she, if she wants to, she can play the superhero part without so much trauma, you know? Just, like, give her some happiness, man. Out of any of them, out of any of them, she deserves happiness. Like, she did. And you know what? who else? Black Widow deserved happiness. 
Black Bucky Willow deserved did, happiness. They, it, it, we're talking about the women right now. Oh, okay. okay, the women. I feel like Bucky um, counts. She was literally given a forced hysterectomy, right? And like uh, her body was used for for to be a freaking weapon. The Black Widow was, you know, and like her whole life. Yeah. She's like in the MCU couldn't even treat her. What was that? I don't know. But um, MCU, you couldn't even treat her like it's just like the MCU is just. I'm, the, I'm not happy well, with the way the women are being treated. It's, in this. A, it's the same thing because of the Black Widow movie, and we love the Black Widow movie. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like it. We watched that like thing like three times, um, but we watched it. We loved it, and she was happy in it. And but we all know that it was like a a, a prequel to her death. Yeah, and it's nice that she got some closure, you know, family wise, but. Just do know. better, do better, because like this is the the Wanda story. This this Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is the same way. They're always treating the fucking women. Is the women are always hysterical. They're always like riding on a dragon, just burning everybody down for no fucking reason. And we just go from A to Z and really don't know how well she got there. Something got her there, it, right? It, it, like the, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. We saw this beautiful that, exploration of grief, and we just fucking threw that away. And the thing that kills me for this is that we could have had like an olive branch with the end credit scene. We could have had something in the end credit scene that made this better where she heard, you know, her kids or where where we see her alive. We see a hand or something like that. Something. We saw something or maybe her appear somewhere else. Um, but we didn't get that. So. Just got Bruce Campbell. I don't know. We are we are big ass Wanda stands. I want to read the comics. Well, we really I've love never, this movie. <laughs> it we, doesn't sound we like do we do love this movie. But actually, we really we do. do. We do, and uh, we are going to go we, see it a third time. We just think that there are it's scenes that are left out. It's just her. Of this. It's her There's story. Scenes that are left out of this. I it's think. her story that we want. We want a little bit of happiness for her, and I don't think that's unfair. Being on this whole journey with her, we we have gone on this whole journey with her, and we deserve a little bit of happiness for her. You know, she deserves happiness. We deserve a little bit of happiness. And that's just that. I am going to read the comics. I want to, I mean, I hear there's tons of comics, right? But like, I want to read House of M. I've heard she's like treated really badly in that as well. She's treated so badly in almost everything. Just um, give her a little bit of a fucking break. But we're going to wrap up here. Um, <laughs> we did yeah. really love the movie and we highly it, it, recommend it, it, going it to see like it. It sounds like we haven't, and we love her story, even this part and of her story. she's so badass in the movie too. You All know, of her scenes are exciting. They're like really great. Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. You know, like this is a villain to root for. <laughs> it is a villain to root for. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of fun with this whole Wanda journey, and um, I can't wait to see what, where uh, it goes. We've got to wait in. another year, two years, so. but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Bring back Jack Schaefer. Exactly. On Friday, we're going to be covering Amityville Horror again. Give us your thoughts. I want to know all your thoughts on Wanda in this movie and her whole journey and everything. Um, yes. And we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll see you a little bit later. Whatever. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Bye. Gentle listeners.